Hello everyone and welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with me and Ranj. Today's guest is someone I'm really amazed by. I'm amazed by her courage, amazed by her determination, and amazed by her willingness to embrace who she truly is. It took a while in a world like this today, but I won't tell you much. Meet my special guest. Thank you. Hi everyone, welcome again to Painless Universal Conversation with me, Anne Welsh. Um, today's guest, I've, I've briefly made a brief introduction. Her name is Perthi. She's someone I admire, I really do. She's written this book here. I have a copy and I'm really, I've read it and I'm honored that I, she was able to give me a signed copy. And <laughs> it's called Twenties and Happy. When I met her, um, I was, really blown away by her story and we're going to start on this journey because we're going to go deep and talk about her journey and how we can encourage others who are in a similar position to find joy along the way thank you so much Fabi, for joining me i'm really honored to have thank you thank you for show. having me i'm really <laughs> excited yeah i know you look also, gorgeous say, thank you so do you you look amazing always yeah. But I also want to say um, how much I admire you as well because I just finished your book a month ago and it took me like five months to yes. read it on and off because I'm such a slow reader. But I want to say how amazing and eye-opening your book is because before I met you, I had no idea what sickle cell was, yes. um, what sickle cell disease was. I had no idea about that. I didn't know anything about that. And when I look at you now, you know, I just see beautiful, smiling woman, but I have no idea what this woman mm. has to go through on everyday basis. That's your book is such an eye opener for everyone to just basically look like, get, like, see everyone how they are. Don't judge them because you never know what a person goes through. That doesn't matter how they look like. They can look on point, but you never know what yes. pain they go through. So honestly, again, like I admire you so much because mm -hmm. there are so many painful moments that I just wanted to like cry from the pain mm -hmm. because you were like, oh, it happened to me again. It happened to me again. And like, I just felt lots of desperation from your side. Yes. And I was like, wow, you just, you made it. And you got two beautiful children and mm -hmm. you made it, you know? So it's really amazing. Absolutely. No, it was a challenge. It, was, it wasn't an easy journey at all. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at my life, I just, I'm absolutely delighted. I had to go through that really rough part of my life. I felt like someone was throwing rocks at me and not, no pity in doing so. They just made it absolutely hard for me. Mm. And I'm so grateful that I was able to use this pain I suffered over the years to create this platform where I could talk to others going through a similar situation and we could all share our stories because I mean if I had a place like this where I could share we could all share a story I think probably my life would have just been much slightly much easier mm -hmm. because I always had to fight I always had to fight and I always had to have a bright smile and always kept going but your story is so unique and very similar to mine in the sense that mine was to deal with chronic illness yeah but yours is very very unique but before we start i wanted you to just tell us a little bit about who you are 
for all this, my viewers who are going to watch in this show and don't know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> well, um, as you can hear, I have an accent. So basically, I was born in um, Czechia or Czech Republic. And when I was 18, I moved to Sydney for three years. I just packed my bags and moved to Sydney for three years. Um, and then I moved to London for, um, well, I've been in London for the last four years. Five, yeah, four years now. So I've been just traveling around the world, basically. as mm -hmm. so I'm from there. Um, what I do, um, as you know, as you said, I just wrote um, a book, 20s and Heavy. So um, that was my big, big goal and big mission. Um, but also on the side, I'm really creative. So I um uh, my major is a makeup artist, so I've been doing makeup for the last 10 years. Yes. And also, um, I've been performing all my life, so I'm performing in now uh, London, in clubs, in nightclubs, some um, festivals. I'm doing Britain impersonator, mm -hmm. um, and also do um, a little bit of modeling and um, LGBT activism on the side. Yes. And um, I was... I must say, I've seen your Britney Spears first impersonator, and I must say, you do look like her when you really get the girls on. Um, when I, I looked at one of your pictures, and I couldn't believe it, that you actually look like her. But what's fascinating about this conversation today is about your struggle of transformation. Mm -hmm. um, the day you told me, and I was very happy you told me because you were so open about it. Because I believe if you don't talk, other generation going through similar pain will never talk. Yeah. We need models like you. We need people like you to be open and tell them the honest person. Yeah. So basically for anyone who hasn't noticed, I'm, um, I'm a transgender woman. So I wasn't born as a woman. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about with Anne as well today. Yes. Yeah. Because this conversation is really to talk about that because my conversation was pain. I had to deal with sickle cell. Mm. And there's a stigma in Africa where I'm from about sickle cell. And it's still going on today. I've been to certain part of Africa and I talk about it. And people are looking at me, well, you know, don't talk about that issue. Just let, let it be. Or don't tell this doctor. Don't tell your, stop telling people you have sickle cell. Keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And because I keep talking, I've inspired so many others to talk yeah. as well. And I've inspired other mothers as well who have kids with sickle cell, yeah. not to feel bad or not to feel that this is the end. 100%. You, you are born a man, but you're going on this journey. Could you tell me how this journey started with you? Well, um, all my life, it was kind of within me. But, um, you know, First of all, I want to say that everyone has a unique story and everyone is different. So I just, what I'm going to say, it doesn't mean yes. the perfect example of transgender childhood or perfect example of, of um, being different. No, because we all have different story and we all have different circumstances. Yes. And there is no such a perfect example or um, a measure you trans or you not trans or, you know, doesn't exist like that. We all have different story and we all have our different um, circumstances. So basically, um, I've been always very, very um, 
feminine. I, it goes back to when I was four, just dressing up in my mom's clothes, wearing her high heels, blah, blah, blah. But again, you know, it can be a gay boy who does the same, right? So it just doesn't really, def- doesn't really define anything, doesn't really clarify anything. But anyway, I was just always so feminine all my life. And um, it was in Sydney, I was kind of starting playing with my identity. Um, but I was still comfortable in my body. I was still comfortable with who I was. Um, it was just kind of when I went out, I put um, on different clothes. And I was, I remember the time I was calling myself, myself genderless. I was like, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm just this experience, right? And it was always for fun. But it wasn't until London when I realized, okay, I don't feel comfortable in my body. There's something, something wrong. It wasn't like a, a shock from like a from night to day. It wasn't like that. It was a very smooth and very long journey. So it started with just going out as a female, dressing up as a female. But then it got to the point that I needed professional help because I um, suffer from gender dysphoria, which means that you are very uncomfortable with the body you are oh. where you were born so basically mm-hmm. you experience a huge discomfort because the body is here doesn't matter with the person who is inside of your brain mm. so every single time what um, age roughly was this it was 22 okay oh. it was 22 so it was i was still feminine all my life but I came out as a gay when I was 19 because I was growing up in, it just basically my environment, let's make it short, my environment didn't let me to be free or because, and I didn't have many examples, I didn't even know about what it was, you know. So I was basically the only gay in the village, in the yes. middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> and I went to Sydney, explored my identity, was so comfortable with myself, so confident, everything was amazing. I was having the best time of my life, you know, going to do, the, the LGBT scene, the gay scene in, in Sydney was amazing. But then in London, what happened was that it just wasn't, it wasn't just my identity. It wasn't just me being attracted to males. It wasn't just dressing up, being a drag queen or whatever you however you want to call it. I wanted to be a woman full time on a daily basis because it just felt right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like, I didn't even ask anyone for permission. I didn't even ask any, like, if it's true or not. It was necessary for my well-being and yeah. for my future to be to be comfortable, right, with who I was. Yeah. And um, so, after experiencing social dysphoria for a year, I was waiting for a private transgender clinic. It's called Gender GP, Dr. Weberly who is the biggest one in the UK, if you want to go private, because what happens with, um, if you want to go on NHS, the waiting list is minimum two years. So to this day, I would still be waiting. I would still be waiting for my for my medication, for, uh, for my therapy, everything. So basically Dr. Webberly was my big, big help and it really saved me wow. because um, that time I was really suffering from anxiety and depression. Mm. And again, I wrote a book about happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was at the end of the book when I'm saying that suddenly I started 
experiencing anxiety and depression, even suicidal thoughts. Um, and I was like, I never had it before. Mm. So my life just completely changed 100, 180, 180. Mm. <laughs> and it was um, a big change and still is. And it's not no hard because, you know, on past three years been the toughest of my life yeah. mentally yeah. because I had to deal with so many things um, in my brain. Yeah. You know, it's not just about being accepted from the outside of family. It's more still dealing and being patient with myself because, you know, you're not the whole change, whatever you want, whatever your goal is on, on the outside or inside, it doesn't happen from, from day or day and night. It doesn't happen by day and night. So basically you need to be really patient with yourself. Yeah. And it's still journey. It's still, it's still continuing journey, you know? Mm, yeah no that's um that's really true because when you when you hear about people going through such change we automatically think that this journey is is day and night that you wake up tomorrow you take a pill wake up tomorrow and you become that person you want to be yeah. it doesn't happen that way so it's your journey of pain right um, can you describe some of the pain you felt and how you overcame these pains? Some of the pain you felt of yeah. when this is when you started the transition. Yeah, yeah. So I would say the worst pain. Um, you know, if I compare you, my pain, your pain, mm. your pain was physical, right? Yes, it was my pain, body pain, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could actually feel yeah. like it was pain. Yeah, my pain was and it still is emotional and um, mental. So basically what I would say is my number one problem, my number one pain is the gender dysphoria, which I deal with till today. Basically, you're still not comfortable with, with your body and also, you, or in my case, I get social anxiety, which I never had before again, before I knew I was a woman, or I came out as a trans publicly or officially, or whatever you want to call it. I never had it before. I never experienced it before. It's basically social anxiety is the fear of people and the, um, the drama that goes on in your head. You don't want to leave the house. You're scared to leave the house. Sometimes it takes me two hours to leave the house. Mm. Sometimes I don't want to. That's what happened last week. I didn't leave the house for five days because I just was scared of people. Mm. But it, again, it's, it happens to me. It, it can, doesn't have to happen to other people, right? Mm. It's individual. And I've been working on it with um, counselors and with therapists and with psychologists mm. um, because it's interesting because I'm an extrovert, I'm a performer, I'm really out there, but I I have this because I was also sexually assaulted twice in my life and mm. I was um, abused, I don't even know how many times, mm. verbally abused, right? So that's the trauma and rejection mm. from people that caused me trauma I have to work on and I have to deal with it and I have to fight it. Yeah. 
Because when you say the anxiety of, mm. of going out, I, I can relate to that with my own circumstances. I used to have a disabled badge and because my illness is not, in, it's not seen, it's not, I'm not, you know, I'm not limping or anything like that. And I just remember when I parked with my disabled badge, um, people would come and attack me. And that made, that led me with fear. I, I, started get, I started becoming scared of going out. To leave the house and start panicking, even though I know I needed the disabled badge because I couldn't walk more than a certain amount. But I'm so petrified of the thought of people, what they would say to me when I, when I went out. But what, what helped me? And that really did help me is that I had to believe in myself. These people don't live with me. And most of these people I will never see again. Mm-hmm. I will just never ever see you again. It's only by chance, unless you're my friend. And if I do have to see you again, you have to be my friend or something. So why am I letting your small world bother me? Mm. And it took a while because every time I went out, I had to say that. I had to start believing in myself. I had to say, and you didn't cheat the system to get this disabled badge. You went through the process and you got it. Stop feeling sorry mm-hmm. for yourself and giving power to those people who are abusing you. Just raise yourself up, park your car and walk away. Yeah. If they say anything, just ignore it. Because I, and I also realized that I wasn't the only one facing pain, that everybody else had their own kind of pains as well. Even the person who was saying something to you was going through something. So I think sometimes they inflict their own pain on you. So I just just wanted to share that with you because I just thought, you know, you're going through your own issues of pain of when people see you having those thoughts. But I think sometimes you just have to probably reduce those thoughts and not really let that consume you so much that it's, it now takes away who I know you to be, that person who's lively, bubbly, Britney Spears impersonator. Do you get? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, you could go. It's um, as you say, it's it's true, and I really like this the part of um in your book because I could really relate. Like, people don't know what you're going through. Yes. And they can attack you because just on based how you look like it, they, they see someone who can walk, right? And they're like, she's fine. Why does she need it? Like, you know? Yeah. And you're just tired of explaining. You don't, you know, you just, why would you explain yourself? You know, you just want to live your life. And mm. I really could relate to you, you know, that part of the book. Um, because what we need is really compassion on everyday basis. And mm. I think me and you have a really higher level of compassion because we went through something hard we've been through struggle we've been we've been through heartache or or um any pain mm-hmm. and we really know what it takes and how it feels and so basically we it made us more compassionate it made us more accepted and respectful yes. so that's kind of like a quality i really like about myself that's what the situations and the circumstances made me yeah you know that's um so I like that I like that um 
Yeah. So are there the, uh, any kind of pain, apart from going out, are there other painful episodes going on in your, in your world that you people would, who are going through the same thing would, uh, would probably go, be going through as well? Well, I would say my, yeah, the top three would be the social anxiety, um, the gender dysphoria, and um, I would say like the emotional depression. Hmm. Um, which is, you know, my life is really extreme. So I'm really happy for most of my life. But when I do go down, I go down. Like, I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk anymore. I really close down. And um, that's what's kind of hard. Like, it's, it's, it's all mental, you know. And, um, but it's all doable. It's all possible. You can work on it. You can... I had an amazing session with um, kinesiologists from Australia last night who really helped me. If you are willing to get better, if you are willing to be the best version of yourself, remember there's always help. There's always better tomorrow. There's always hope. Yeah. Always, always, always. You know, there are days I'm thinking I can't go anymore. I can't do it anymore. But you can't do it anymore. It's just all in your head. Um, but it's really easy to say now, you know, when you feel okay, but it's really hard that moment when you just really feel the pain and when you just even can't get out of your own bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I would love to highlight for other trans people who are watching or who might see this video is you need to be patient. You need to trust the process and you need to be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the best advice I could ever give you to anyone, especially trans people, because as we said, it's not, doesn't happen overnight. It's a constant journey. You have to, first you have to accept yourself, which I did, which I did, so it's perfect. You have to accept yourself because once you accept yourself, you won't seek validation from other people. You won't seek, uh, the feeling of being uh, being accepted or being liked or being have to explain myself because you will know here who you are and even though you're not comfortable that that moment or you're not confident you know that you are a woman or you are a man or you are non-binary whatever right you need to know who you are first and then it will unfold literally on on the journey and um it's really hard first year when it's fresh it's really hard mentally and physically because you want the changes you want quick you want the physical changes quickly 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 um but you know your body needs time and it happens overnight so you really need to be patient with yourself so what gives you optimistic so what what makes you optimistic about life wake up in the morning when when do you feel optimistic and what gives you that feeling Mm -hmm. well in my book i'm saying that number one um the key to happiness is gratitude so once i'm always saying once you're grateful you are happy and it's always i always say and i always say that because once you're grateful you stop looking around what you don't have what you're missing what um 
where you should be or where you're supposed to be, yeah. but you are truly in the moment, grateful for what you have, for your health, for your circumstances, for the weather, for your family, for your uh, job, your friends, whatever it is. Mm. That moment really brings you down to yourself, being present, it really grounds you, makes you grounded. Mm. And um, that's what gives me the happiness mindset, but that's what gives me that's what gives me the mm. positivity. Because um, I'm kind of happy that moment. Um, you know, it's the whole positivity, happiness mindset um, that I'm talking in my book, and it can it can be practiced. It can be, you know, I didn't, I wasn't born with that. I had to kind of work on it. But mm-hmm. if you are being present, if you are being mindful, and if you are being grateful. Um, it really helps. I would say it's the yeah. the keys, the keys for that. Now we're going to jump onto your book. Yeah. Twenties um, and happy. Why did you choose the name Twenties and Happy? Right. And um, so, describe how you decided to put what's in here on here. Yes. So. When I was 21 mm-hmm. and lived in Sydney, I lived not far from the beach. And every morning I woke up and I went to the ocean for meditation. And I spent so much time by myself. So I felt really calm that time of my life. Also, I met beautiful, inspiring people on the way. And I was just so inspired and overwhelmed by this new new lifestyle that I never experienced before. It was just new lifestyle for me, new experience. Because, you know, the Sydney and, and my childhood completely different, different people, different circumstances, different lifestyle, different food, different weather. Everything was different. And in my eyes, it was better. It was more exciting. Mm. And because I met really amazing people, what was really lucky to me, they inspired me to to be to motivate my my generation so basically when i was at the ocean i started writing positive uplifting motivating inspiring quotes for my friends on facebook and instagram mm-hmm. because i really wanted to share the the excitement from life the happiness that i had within from the beauty around because it was the excitement, right? Yes. That's how it started. It started with the quotes. It started with the quotes. But then I remember I was in my living room one day and I just got to the realization that it's just not enough. And my brain was just, I remember the time, my brain was just so full of, of the ideas and the desire to share my happiness, my happiness mindset with other people of my generation that I decided to write a book. Most of the book I wrote on my phone because at the time I had no money for a computer. So I remember, remember uh, starting writing the book on my phone. 
I'm 20 and I've started writing the book and I hope I'm gonna finish it one day and that's how I started writing because it wasn't just like oh I'm, I'm gonna write a book it was a calling it was necessary because yeah. there were three months of break I didn't write any single word yeah. but guess what I got crazy I was like I need to go back because there was this voice Pevi, you have a mission. Pevi, you have a voice. Pevi, you have a power. Pevi, you need to do it. It wasn't just I decided. It was something else was guiding me to, to write it and to get to the point where I'll finish it, right? Yeah. And um, as, I, as you ask, it's called 20s and heavy because I want to explain you don't need to wait to any point in your life. You don't need to wait for, mm. for the career. Mm. When, when you think I made it now, you don't have to wait to have family, mm. the dream boyfriend, the dream occupation, when you um, win this and that. Yes. Happiness is not there. Mm. Because what, as, you, as you know, life is not about getting to destination. Life is a constant journey, never ends. Once you achieve something, you will get to another task. Once you finish this, once you finish, once you visit all countries in Africa, you want to go to all countries in America yes. and then Asia, you know, it's yes. always like that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to tell my generation, guys, be patient, stop, don't rush, be happy where you are right now because you are the youngest you will ever be right now. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, you are the wisest you've ever been today. So I want to tell them that your life is perfect and beautiful and amazing and you are enough just as you are today. And yes, it will get better. You will get more experience with the future, with your circumstances later in life. But right now, you have to work with what you have. And you can't wait for someone else to make you happy. You can't wait for different circumstances to make you happy because you have to create the happiness mindset in your head on everyday basis. And if you're a healthy person, if you're not going through deep depression, if you're not going through, uh, if you're not mourning for someone who just who passed away, mm-hmm. or if you're not going through really tough circumstances, if you're a healthy person, it is possible to create the happiness mindset in your life. As I'm saying, step by step with, with my chapters, it is possible to get it. Mm. No, honestly, um, I've read your book and I, I was thinking, wow, how, how I wish I knew some of these facts um, about happiness when I was that age. Because yes. you always wait, you always think, um, I wait till I'm married, I wait till I have cares to know life is absolutely perfect for me to actually find my own true happiness Mm -hmm. and what your book truly really summarizes that we need to start embracing who we are at whatever age and yes Mm -hmm. especially especially teenagers especially people in their 20s because as i said in the beginning of the book when i'm explaining why i wrote a book and stuff like that 20s is the age when you leave the nest, when you leave your hometown, when you leave your family and you become independent. And you often 
you often in this alone you often need new people on the journey you, you need everything starts you know new and you just you get in i don't know maybe you graduated or maybe you're looking for the job you wanted to do and you already want to be here but you're just here in your eyes that moment you know and i want to explain that you don't need to waste that time the beautiful youth and all the experience around you just because you're chasing something that you want to have and you don't have it yet mm. you will get there just be patient with yourself relax trust the journey mm. and also one advice i would love to share today is whatever you can change do 100% what it takes and what you can do to change that. But if you can't change that, just sit back and relax and trust the universe or trust the God, trust the process that you will get there and it will work out for your, for your best, for your good, for your own good, you know? Mm. Because that's my philosophy and that's what really kind of makes me grounded. It calms me down. Mm. You know, I've done the best I could I did, I did everything I could. Okay, I can relax now because it's not in my hands anymore. Mm. Um, one of my final question is really, I says trans, trans, is it trans person, right? Yeah, it can be transgender, transsexual, yeah. I never know what terminology it is. You know, I prefer like, in my case, I prefer like transgender or trans, like the transsexual doesn't really resonate with me. But again, it's not wrong that, so many other trans people who so trans, you prefer the transgender. But that's what I just prefer. It just sounds better to me. Okay. So it's kind of doesn't really resonate. But it's not wrong. It's not wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's okay. Like I wouldn't get offended or anything like that. It's um it's I just prefer trans transgender girl, transgender woman, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So as a transgender woman, for example. What I what what initiative are you going are you doing out there to help other upcoming ones and people who are currently in similar situation to guide them by this process and yeah. well, make it a little bit easier for them? Yeah, well I really want to first of all I would love to make the world really equal and past few weeks we really know what equality means and what, why equality is needed mm. and equality is something i was really always very passionate about and i was standing for because there's so many things that we still need to change for trans rights mm -hmm. we're still behind we're still not equal with cisgender people and still so much to work on and I really, I'm really fighting for equality and I really want to motivate other trans people with the message of self-love mm. because I believe that self-love and kindness, not just for kindness to people around you, but kindness to yourself mm. and self-love and being gentle and patient really makes your journey easier and really helps you on, on, on your path um called life um so i would i'm trying to help you know my friends or other trans people to be 
gentle with themselves and love themselves. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the best advice I can always give them and I can help them because that's something because I'm a very compassionate and sensitive person and I'm really, you know, I want to make sure everyone feels good around me. I want to make sure everyone feels safe, mm. accepted, everyone feels good. It's really important for me. So that's kind of a topic that's close to my heart, the self-love and kindness and the, the happiness and uh, well-being. Yeah, everyone and every trans person, yeah. because um, it's a hard, it's a hard life, it's a hard journey. Yes, every single trans person knows what it takes, what they have to go through. You know, whether it's um, you know, for example, my case, I'm gonna share one one case because I'm, my 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 uh, nationality is Czech. Czech law doesn't allow you to change sex at the password. So in all my legal documents, I'm still male and I got still male name, which is something really frustrating and uncomfortable because it's a part of the whole missing identity. Mm. And it's just an example that's something I have to go through on borders, in a bank, on post office, with a belt, all this legal you know, documents stuff like that, or when I'm traveling, you know, that's another privilege. Privilege is something that you don't have to Google countries where you go if you are safe there, if you are legal there, right? Mm -hmm. So many countries in the world, I would still be illegal there or not safe, right? Mm -hmm. That's something we have to work on. Maybe it won't happen in my lifetime, but if in the future, I'm having a hope, you know, mm -hmm. that we all be accepted and all be equal and you know hmm. yeah they said like you know this you know it can be your physical changes it can be your mental changes it can be working on your voice it can be working on being accepted at your at your job or being fired at your job because you weren't yeah. completely unacceptable hmm. or your family doesn't accept you you know hmm. In my case, all family is amazing, but I have a grandma who just told me in my she she told me in my eyes you're gonna be mad for the rest of your life. She was like, "God made you mad, you're gonna be mad," and mm -hmm. it's it's really painful, you know. And mm -hmm. it's grandma I love, but yeah. she gives me nightmares. Yeah. To be honest, you know, like I have literally nightmares about her, mm -hmm. and that's just one person of the whole family who doesn't accept me and what it does to my my well-being, my mental health, right? So I can imagine what people, who, if people in the closet, transgender people in the closet who know that, they can't even get out because of the family or the, their circumstances or their culture or religion or country they live in. I can't even imagine how much harder it must be for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Mm. So that's just little examples of how, why it's, why it's hard to be transgender you know no i'm, I'm absolutely um delighted to have you join me today on this conversation because i wanted to reach out to you to share your story yeah your story is one of painful experiences but in life i think we all know there are different kinds of pain and if we don't come together and share our story 
it would be difficult for others to overcome their pain. Definitely. And I'm, I'm really aware of the fact that, you know, I have a voice and I have the confidence I have and I'm a very strong person here mm. because of what I've been through. Mm. And, and I'm aware of that. And because of that, I really want to share my experience, yes. help others, inspire others, motivate transgender people but also I want to educate the rest of the world because there's people everyday basis who don't even know what trans means yes. who are and that's okay mm. because obviously people from you know two three generations past mm. they don't know they didn't grow up with that it's just something a topic that's open last not even 10 years, right? Yeah. Because of internet, social media, that really helps. Yeah. So I want to educate cisgender people yeah. what it is, what we have to go through, how to be accepted, how to be helped, yeah. how to be compassionate and kind to trans people because it's really hard. Yeah. Trans people, have, they have hard life on its own. Yeah. They don't need your additional stress exactly. yeah yeah i totally agree with you so how have you i hope you're staying well with the whole covid19 i hope you haven't been affected at all by this whole i actually was i think i had it two months ago yeah I think I had virus mm. i'm still not fully recovered in terms of my smell and taste yes it's kind of still didn't get back to me like 100 percent yeah. but um it was like it was really bad two months ago but um right now i'm okay i'm feeling healthy i'm really enjoying being at home because i cook meals you know doing the things out i'm learning italian i'm reading books yeah. you know i'm really working on myself and my well-being and i'm really enjoying being by myself yeah. I really miss my friends and family and I really miss traveling because I used to travel like at least once a month. Mm. So that's what I really miss. And of course, I miss performing, going clubs and socializing because, yeah. you know, what is London about when you can't go out? Like, right. you know, it doesn't matter where you live, you can be closed in the middle of jungle and it will be the same, yeah. right? But London is really about socializing the night, the nightlife and going out. And, yeah. That's what I'm missing right now, but you know, we will see how it goes and if if we get back to the normal where we had, or if there will be a new normal, I don't know. But again, I'm just I'll let it go, let it be. I'm just gonna see what's gonna happen. I'll let it unfold, you know, and hope for the best. And um, yeah, just accept as it is. Yeah. What about you? Um, just the same, just looking forward to the new, what this new world will be. Um, Are you at home with kids? I'm home with kids because yeah. they're homeschooling. They're homeschooling. So my son's year didn't go back. So yeah, so just being home and keeping busy, keeping very busy with this recording and getting people's voice out there. So it's amazing. It's been intense, but I, I want to thank you so much for being on this show. Thank you for having me because I really needed to hear your voice and to share your story. Um, your story is one of inspirational and you should never forget that because um, at the end of the day, what matters is that we are all human beings. I mean, 
doesn't matter no. what color, what religion, what anything, what sex we are. What matters first is that we should always remember we're human being. Once we are human being, we should always just share that love. And I know once you take that with you, you should, you probably, you know, the message will spread around more quickly. Thank you. And I hope Thank you. It's so nice to see you. Catch up with you soon. You too. Say well, and I I will catch up soon. Yes. Have a beautiful day. Bye, fun. Bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,